This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome. This is Julio. Hey, I am so excited to be with you guys today. I have a word, and I just, first I just would like for us to pray. I want to pray that God will just give me the grace to be able to uh, express what he has placed upon my heart with accuracy. So, God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. We ask, Father, that you will speak now to us from your heart, God. Give me ears, give us ears to hear uh, exactly what you are saying. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, uh, as you guys know, we are still in this... uh, sermon series called Counter Culture. And uh, what I would like to uh, speak on today is trusting without reservation or trusting without preservation, trusting in God without reservations. And what does that look like? You know, uh, we all have an idea of what it is to trust. The world has an idea of what it is to trust. Uh, The religious community has an idea of what it is to trust. But God's idea when it comes to trusting him is far beyond what maybe most people in the world will express. And I also want to touch on not just trusting, but what what is it we are trusting in? And I think that that's a major, major uh, part of my teaching today that it's not just trusting, but uh, where, where are the areas we are putting our trust in? Or who, who is it we are putting our trust in? So this is like really major uh, for this part of the teaching. So I have a scripture here. Uh, if you can open up your Bibles or pull up your phones, everybody have apps now. But I have a scripture from the book of Matthew 16. Uh, I know what's going to come up on the screen is going to be Matthew 16, uh, verse 24. But I would like to start from uh, verse 21, Matthew 16, 21 through 24. So let's go for it. Now, now, now this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem to suffer many things from the elders, the priests, the scribes, and to be killed. Listen to this. And to be killed and be raised on the third day. That raised on the third day, keep that in mind. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Another translation said, Jesus turned away from Peter. But this is what Jesus said. This was his response. Get behind me, Satan. So now he's no longer addressing Peter, but he's addressing Satan, the author or the very origin from this mentality that Peter expressed through his earthen vessel. So Christ now disregards Peter, but now he's addressing the very source of this statement, the very source of self-preservation, self-pers- uh, 
concerning protecting our life because we feel like it is extremely necessary to protect our life in the now. So Christ is addressing the enemy. Listen to what he says. He says, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. Listen to this. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. So when I, when we talk about trusting God, it's not necessarily just uh, trusting, but it is us putting our trust maybe in a system or maybe in a value system that is wrong, that is rooted or finds its existence or origin in the things of man or in the things of the world, which in the very nature of it comes from Satan. So Jesus says, you, you are not mindful of the things of God, but rather the things of man. So we want to trust God and not necessarily trust in our systems and trust in our edu educational system, our banking system, all the systems that is set up that is so easy for us to rest our trust on. We don't want to trust in those systems, but we want to trust in something that's eternal something that is totally counter-cultural, not just to the world, but more so even to us, ourselves in the way we do things, the way we anticipate uh, things supposed to go down, the way we uh, believe for things. So this is a major, major problem. So if we continue to read 24, this is... The foundation right here. Then Jesus, then Jesus says to, said to his disciple, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. If anyone is going to pursue God, if we are going to really trust in God, this is necessary. We must deny ourselves. Now, when initial, initially I heard or read this whole text, and you think about denying yourself, you feel as if God is preventing you from enjoying life. God is preventing you from experiencing life to the fullest. We look at denying ourselves as something bad, something rigid, something uh, that is just terrible. But if we can see through the eyes of God when it comes to if anyone will come after me, he must deny himself because self represent an inferior life. Self represent a life that we inherit through the first Adam, through the fall. So we learned what it, what it is to do life apart from God. We learned what it is to trust in ourselves apart from God. We learned what it, what it is to feed ourselves, to clothe ourselves, to go there. We lord over ourselves. We govern over ourselves. 
And everything we did was a representation of self-will. But Christ has something so much more better. And I will say it is a perfect life. And it is our perfect life in Christ Jesus. But the reality is that because we were blinded so long, we value self as something to to die for. I just cannot give up my rights. I cannot give up my will. But I will say this, that your rights apart from God, your will apart from God, is not perfect. And better yet, those things that you can do apart from God is smothered in death. It is temporal. It has a time clock ticking against it. It's not eternal. So when Christ said, if you want to come after me, he's talking about pursuing an eternal life. The life that was intended for us from the very foundations of the earth. And that was to walk in communion and unity and oneness with God. That is to trust God for everything. That is looking to God as we wake up in the morning and and waiting on him. And as we continue to grow in this new life, in this new following of our Messiah, it will become so normal. It will become so second nature that we will walk even as Jesus did. You know what it is for Christ to say, I do nothing apart from what I have not seen or heard my father say. Everything perfect. You're talking about intimacy. This is, in, this is the deepest expression of intimacy. So Jesus said, <laughs> then Jesus says to his disciple, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Another translation say, say, says this, he must deny himself. It is, this is necessary. This is the way it is going to have to happen because self cannot even embrace what Christ has for us because self has lived, we have lived so long apart from our Father, so long apart from the things that is eternal that when we see light, we are more terrified. <laughs> we are more terrified and more scared to approach God and to approach the life that he has for us when it comes to us following him. Because we are still trying to hold on. We're still trusting in self. I wrote this statement down. Before we can begin to really trust God, we must first distrust ourselves. Talking about countercultural. How can you say that, man? Distrust yourself. The world teaches us to believe in ourselves. Turn on your TV, turn on your radio station, go on social media, read the books, your educational system. Trust in yourself. 
So Christ looks at his disciples and says, listen, self always seeks to preserve itself. Self always seeks temporal gratification. Self is always building with the mind of man and not the mind of God. So we're going to debunk trusting in self and what we're going to build our foundation on is trusting in God. And this was how the earlier church lived. Let's be reminded of Peter. Peter, this was crazy. I mean, come on, Christ. You got, they, they are going to kill you. No, no. Because Peter is living for the moment. Christ is living for eternity. Peter is living for the moment and Christ is living for eternity. Let's read our Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. This is the New King James Version. I, this is Paul. Listen to what he says. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. Literally, what he's saying is that he have learned the reality that if he's truly going to follow God, if he's truly going to trust God, it will be on these grounds that he is going to have to lay down trust, confidence in himself, in himself. He's literally going to have to drain. It's almost like, imagine Peter like a cup. Got to drain or empty out that cup of himself and then take Christ as his life and fill that cup with the life of Christ. The desires of Christ, the longings of Christ, the love of Christ. You talk about loving your enemy, the love of Christ, the holiness of Christ. We talk about holiness. And holiness is not just even trying to refrain from some sin. It is the idea of us being set apart. We are no longer trusting in ourselves to govern over ourselves. We are trusting only in God. So let's continue to read. And he says, And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. You hear that? The life now that Paul is now exhibiting. We love to credit Paul. And I mean... I praise God for our brother Paul. But Paul explains here in Scripture in Galatians 2.20 that the life he lives is the life of Christ. It is him trusting in another life to reign superior, to replace his life. And that is trust. It is not just trusting God for healing. It's not trusting God for our bills to be paid. 
It is trusting the life of God in us. Do I trust him? Is, if Jesus goes down a hard place, am I willing to go down that hard place with him? There's another scripture. I won't read it, but it's Luke 22, 42. When Jesus had the cup, when he, when, he, when, he, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he said, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. When he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. This is trust to the highest degree. It is trusting Jesus for his will and no longer our will. This is spiritual growth. This is an expression of intimacy. When I speak, it is God that's speaking through me. My action is the very life of God acting in me or acting through me. My going out, my coming in is literally God going in and coming out. I'm swallowed up in eternity. This is a life of trust through grace and through faith in Christ Jesus. I'd like to share a story. One day I was leaving uh, fellowship, and as I was driving uh, along the street approaching Atlantic Boulevard, there was a homeless guy on the floor. He was laying down on the cold slab of concrete sidewalk. And he had a dog with him. So I, most likely this dog was his pet. And as he lay out in the open elements, the dog lays beside him and rests his head on his master tie, on his tie. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, you see that there? You see how that dog trusts his master to such a degree that if the master is out in the cold, the dog is right there out in the cold with the master. If the master is out in terrible elements, the dog is right there with him. If the master goes to live in a beautiful palace, the dog will be right there. And God spoke to me so vividly and so clear. He says, we tend to trip up because we tend to trust in him for what he can give and not necessarily trust in his person, his life. So the dog went everywhere with his master. The dog experienced Everything that the master experienced, the dog in physical terms was one with his master. And God wants us to come into what we have already inherited spiritually to be one with him. To be one with him. So it, it, it is us trusting in the life of God to be now our life it is that deep trust 
that if God goes up to Jerusalem to be murdered, and it, if, if that is his will for me, I go up there too. If God goes into a palace, I am with him too. Our lives are merged together as one. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.